Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. It's February 3rd, and today's word is hagias. In 1 Peter 1, 14-16, Peter writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Of course, Peter, uh, quoting from Old Testament Scripture, at least four different references there in Leviticus, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Holy. Uh, the word I want to point out uh, in hagias here is seen in the English word holy. You also be holy in all your conduct. There at the end of verse 15. Holy means sacred, set apart in terms of scripture and the, the work of God in the world to be set apart in specific by God and for God. And so Peter here is saying that since we belong to God, essentially, he is holy, you might think morally pure, then we too ought to be morally pure, living righteously in, quote, all our conduct. It's actually hard to imagine a higher, more, I don't know, impossible calling uh, to be like who God has been at his core from eternity past, to be holy like he is holy. Uh, We are relieved to know, however, that uh, God is not caught off guard by our lack of holiness, and yet he does not drop the bar lower at all. This is because holiness is not simply what we do. It's about what we are, or who we are, or who we're becoming. Underneath our conduct lies what really matters, and that is our identity. Our identity is what drives our conduct, whether we like that or not. It's kind of like gravity. You don't have to agree with it or like it to to be radically impacted by it. Our identity is what always drives our conduct. And here Paul is saying, since you're God, since you belong to him, it is only consistent that you act like him. It's only right that you look like your father. And so this is at the heart of God's commands, calling his people to be like he is in obedience to what he instructs. This is also why Paul has such a habit of reminding the churches in Scripture of who they are long before he starts laying down the Spirit-inspired instruction in holiness. In Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, Paul writes, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in in Centuria, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints. Now what's significant is that the word saint here in verse 2 is just a noun form of the adjective holy. It's, It's from the same root of hagios. It literally means holy ones. So you are to welcome Phoebe in the Lord in a manner worthy of the holy ones, worthy of the saints. Paul loves doing this. He loves telling Christians that they are saints or holy ones. He opens both of his letters to the Corinthians as well as his letters to the Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and numerous references in the middle of these letters and other epistles to the church, all by addressing them here as saints or holy ones, reminding Christians that they are saints. 
You may hear from time to time that Christians are, quote, still just a bunch of sinners. This is usually said in a self-deprecating way intended to avoid even the slightest impression of self-righteousness or or try not to appear holier than that. The problem is nowhere in the Bible are Christians described categorically as sinners. In fact, it's the opposite. We, We are frequently called saints, holy ones. This is our true identity. This is who we are because it speaks to whose we are. We belong to our Father. And so our our holy identity matters most, and it is by faith in Christ that we are declared righteous, that that we are anywhere close to deserving the title of, of righteous ones is simply by our faith in Christ and that righteousness is imputed to us. And we have the Holy Spirit in us that cries, Abba, Aramaic for Father, as we read in Galatians 4, which confirms that we belong to our, our Father. But what about our conduct? How are we to be, quote, holy in all our conduct as Peter instructs us? For this, we need look no further than Jesus' prayer for his disciples in John 17. In verses 15 and and through 17, our Lord prays this. He says to the the Father, kind of committing the disciples into his hand before his his, uh, trial and, and persecution and crucifixion. He says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And Jesus prays this at the end. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word, referring to the Father there, your word is truth. And the word sanctify here comes again from the same root word of hagias. It just means to make holy, to sanctify as seen here, or to consecrate. So it is the word, the the truth of God that makes us holy. It is God's revelation of himself. It's his law as seen in scripture. It's his gospel. It's his wisdom and, and instructions all throughout scripture. All of this combined with the Holy Spirit inside of us that makes us more like him. It it has a, a, a profound way of renewing our minds, rewiring how we see others and the world and ourselves all through the lens of who God is. It convicts of righteousness, which turns our heart of stone to hearts of flesh, making us sensitive to our sin. The Spirit and the Word of God together create a powerful chemical reaction almost in the Spirit that makes us new creations. It does sanctify us, making us holier and holier, at least over time, as He is holy. So Christian, are you living up to who you are in Christ? Is your conduct following your identity as a saint? You have everything you need to look more like your Father when we have the Spirit of God and the Word of God. And notice Jesus' prayer is corporate. Sanctify them. Do not take them out of the world. He requests the Father sanctify, purify them by His Word together. And so, oh, what a, a blessing it is to be surrounded in addition to the Spirit of God and the Word of God, to be surrounded by the people of God to help administer God's Word as we all grow up together in Christ, who alone is the true Holy One.